This was brought to you by The Storyteller on YouTube and Facebook. Coming of the Unicorn Scottish Folk Tales for Children Introduction This collection of folk and fairy tales has been written down from the storytelling tradition of Scotland. The author Duncan Williamson was a traveller who spent a lifetime of 70 years gleaning the law of Scotland, becoming the country's greatest storyteller of our time. For over 60 years Duncan Williamson travelled on the roads of Scotland doing jobs here, and there in Met at Oles, Willow, Heathercrafts, and finding employment on farms. He never used a caravan, but just built the Tradi a Tyonal, a bow tent, made of tree saplings, and covered with waterproof materials, and travelled on foot then in the early 1950s with a horse and cart. When the roads got too busy for horses, he sold the horse and bought an old van. And still he travelled on. As he worked his way gradually all round Scotland through Aberdeenshire and Forfarshire, down into Dumfries, all through Invernessshire, through the West Coast and the Western Isles, Duncan collected all these wonderful stories and tales. The stories are not only traditional tales from the Traveller-Elling people, but are also from the crofting people, farmers and shepherds, and all kinds of folk. About his childhood he said, When I was young we were very, very poor, and I stayed away home in Argyll, near Inverere. I was born in 1928 in one of these great big tents we call a barricade, the dome-shaped structure, with bow tents on either side. There were 16 of us, I was the seventh. On a cold winter's night when you had no radio, no television, nothing, and these old paraffin cruises, open lamps with rush wicks hanging from the ceiling of the tent, and the fire just on the earthen floor, it was kind of smoky, what could you do with a large family? How could you keep them quiet? You had to tell them stories. My mother could not read, neither could my father. So, they told us these stories that were passed down from tradition, which they had learned as children themselves. So, we were lucky. We had our old grandmother staying with us, and she was a great storyteller. She was a wonderful old woman, had travelled far, and wide in her young time, and collected a lot of tales. We used to do little errands for her, and she would tell us stories. My mother's brother Duncan was also a good storyteller. He was a piper, played the bagpipes for pennies, and used to travel round the country. He collected many stories. My father told us really old tales. Some were very long, and he would tell us one bit one night, and then maybe he'd tell us the next bit the next night, and so on. He wouldn't tell us it all at once. But we had to work for it, we had to get sticks for the fire, get water, run messages, and do everything before we got a bit of our story. This was mostly on the winter nights when it was dark, dark early, and he'd gather us all round about him and tell us a story. My father worked in a stone quarry with the Duke of Argyll back in the 1930s, and he got 40 pence a day for breaking stones from 6 o'clock in the morning till 6 at night. And there were 9 of us going to school at the same time. I went from the age of 4 till I was 13. And we had no school meals, no dinners, nothing. Times were very hard, nothing to spend. I saw me sitting in the school class, I used to say to the teacher, please, miss, can I leave the room? And she would say, yes, and I left and never came back. I went to the shoreside and kindled a fire and cooked myself some shellfish, mussels and cockles and limpets and whelks to keep myself alive. That 
that was the only source of survival we had. So, we were glad when we came 13 or 14. We left home and took off on our own, left room for the rest of the little ones to grow up. And then we found jobs, used to go to the berry picking, and traveled round the country. We would meet up with the rest of the traveling community, tell stories and collect songs around the campfires. Oh, the cracks and tales they used to tell round the campfires long ago, you've no idea, hundreds and thousands of them. And there was no such thing as the children's place, everybody's place was round the campfire. But they kept it clean and tidy, to attract the children we tell were animal stories to keep them entertained till they fell asleep. Everybody had their turn round about the fire telling a crack, or telling a tale, telling a wee story, or telling something. Come on, it's your turn. Suppose it was only your past experience, or something that happened to you in your life, there's so many different types of stories. Travelers never went in for storybook stories, because none of them could hardly read. So, naturally, the stories had to be passed down through the family. There were stories of elves and goblins, and stories of workers of body snatchers, there were stories of magic, and stories of the devil, stories about wizards, and about the broomie, the spirit of regeneration, who often came in the form of a tramp. There were travelers' stories, stories of all description, homemade stories travelers made up themselves, and stories they heard bits of, and finished off themselves. There were simple Jack Stew Reese, daft sandy stories about the village fool, stories about farms and travelers getting jobs, and near get a tin bucket on farms. Stories about animals were the ones travelers really liked, because according to the travelers in their stories animals can all speak, and some are cleverer, and more superior to others. There were holy stories, for the travelers had their own beliefs, set before the coming of Jesus, and how God created the world. Stew Reese among the travelers run into countless hundreds, it would take you weeks and months to explain or even tell you some of them. But all these stories were told not only to weans, you remember. They didn't tell them just for kids. I've seen myself around a campfire in the summertime on an evening, and traveler men, big men, married men, some grandfathers, and old men, and young men as well, all gathered round this fire as interested in some body telling a story as the day when they were five or six years old. The oldest one may be seventy, and the youngest one may be in his thirties, all sitting round a fire telling stories. If children were present the stories came in a line, as the children fell asleep the tales got a wee bit bolder, would move from animal tales to witches, or witchcraft attached to the henwife, who was very generous, and giving, and worked the cures. Then came stories about ghosts, and haunted graveyards, and haunted wells, and haunted roads. Stories about knights and dragons and enchantment, and water kelpies as sinister creatures who could change their shape, ghost ships, ghost horsemen, warriors, and all kinds of things. With a traveler who had the name of a good storyteller, as long as he wanted to tell a story, maybe every night for a month, nobody would interrupt him. But when he got fed up and tired, and he wanted to have a smoke, and have his tea or go, and do something, well, somebody else would tell a story. I've seen men with big lumps, oh laddies 14, and 15 years of age, young teenagers, drawing their hand across their son's lug, and saying, be quiet. Don't say a word when the old man's speaking. If you canna listen, go away and play yourself. These men were interested in stories, big grown men. Why should they know be? Because the stories were really good. 
Now you see why stories were so important to the traveling people. Stories were told to you as a matter of teaching. Because every particular story had its own lesson. Oh, there were many wonderful tales. Tales of everything that would teach you to grow up naturally in your own environment in life. Around Christmas time my father would say, Well, thank God, this is Christmas Eve. Come down beside me, and I'll tell you a story. Now remember, children, any toy I could buy, what's the sense of buying you a toy when you'll only break it, it'll be destroyed in a couple of days. Even if I had the money to afford it. But, this story will last you the entire time of your life. My father told me a story when I was only 5 years old. Now that was 70 years ago. And I can remember that tale the way he told it to me, just the very way. I can visualize him sitting there by the fireside, a young man putting coals in his pipe, you know, smoking his pipe, and all the little kids gathered round the fire, he's sitting there telling them a beautiful Christmas tale. Which was far better to us now when I look back than anything he could have bought for us. Because we were very poor people, we had not only to listen to stories, we had to learn by them. When my father told us his tales, he knew he was going to get through to us. Because after all, it was not maybe telling us how to read and how to write, but my father's knowledge told us how to live in this world as natural human beings, not to be greedy, not to be foolish, not to be daft or selfish, by stories. And by listening, by learning and listening to the old people, you had a better knowledge of the world you had to live in. Stories are something you carry with you, something to last for your entire life to be passed on to your children, and their children forevermore. Telling a child a story implants a seed in their mind, and you know when you are gone from this world that that child is going to tell the tale you told them, and remember you. This was brought to you by The Storyteller on YouTube and Facebook. Listen to our podcast on any of these platforms. Anchor. Breaker. Overcast. Pocket Casts. Radio Public. Spotify. Support us on Patreon. And check us out on Discord. All the links can be found in the video description below. We thank you for your participation. If you enjoyed please like, subscribe, share, make comments. We love feedback.